0: Hey, what's up everyone? This is (laughs) Jason Tucker and this is WP Water Cooler episode number 340. Today's topic Uh, is WordCamp Long Beach recap. Is it three forty? On the nose. All right.
1: I thought you were like there was another number after 340
2: (laughs) 340 question mark. It's, It's pretty amazing. Let's be real about that for a second.
0: This particular episode of WP Water Cooler is brought to you by ServerPress, makers of desktop server and WP Site sync. Make sure you go over to their website over at serverpress.com where you can learn how you can uh, build three free websites on your local <laughs> development and then be able to do some uh, syncing and updating using WP Site sync.
2: You can sync si- your site. <laughs> <laughs> or you can piss off Mark ben- uh, Mark well,
0: Kane.
2: Thank you. Well, I
0: did. Exactly. So, folks, thank you very much for uh, being on the show. Let's talk a little bit about WordCamp Long Beach.
2: You first.
0: Yeah, let's do some intros. Okay, <laughs> how about you? It's like it's
2: 240 episodes. We're suddenly changing our format. Did, did, did you say Steve? How about you? Yeah, <laughs> Steve, how about oh, you? I'm, going, I'm,
0: first, I'm never first. I know, man. Z's and everything. So I thought I'd just. it. Hey, I
1: am Steve Zingat. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And I was a speaker
0: at WordCamp Long Beach this past weekend. What?
2: Yes, he was.
0: We're going to go in uh, reverse uh, last name order. So how about that? Uh, Jonathan Wold, how about you? Jonathan
3: Wold. Um, I was also a speaker at at Long Beach this last week. um, I love talking about WordPress. Any chance I can get? Awesome. Good to have
0: you on. How about you, Say?
2: Uh, My name is Say Reed, and I uh, make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, uh, at Say Reed Media on all things. I was one of the co organizers of the <clears throat> WordCamp Long Beach camp, WordCamp weekend, and the um, instigator, it's a good word, behind the future of WordPress
4: Ooh. track.
2: And um, also, fun fact y'all know Morton. Yeah. Name? I can't remember right now.
1: <laughs> we know there's, there's really only one Morton.
2: Morton, just Morton. Uh, anyway, he tweeted his first question video this is just a fun fact, first question video that he ever asked at the State of the Word uh, this week, which was in 2013, and he asked his question, and then I'm asking my first question at the end of that same video, and I just thought that was funny, and I wanted to note that in that, I said, I'm from Say Reed Media and WP Water Cooler. That was in 2013. I was given shouts out even then. What, what? Well, All right, anyway, that was a really good. long intro, but...
0: Thank you. So for you three people that are watching, say is the reason why you showed up. <laughs> 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 what? Natalie, how about you? Tell us about yourself.
4: Hi, I'm Natalie I'm founder of Digital and Accessibility Consultancy. And I was one of the speakers at Work Camp Long Beach.
0: <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. And I do this show as well as another show called WP Water Coolers, WP Blab. So feel free to go take a look at that. And um, we do Hello. some really fun stuff over there. Um, we had uh, Dave Margowski on um, not too long ago where we talked ride. about, yeah, we talked about uh, products and all sorts of fun stuff like that, uh, marketing your own products and all of those sorts of things. So if you want to hear how um, how pixel jar is doing their marketing with their products, you can go take a look at that episode. Did you them. learn anything?
2: No, I didn't this, learn a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned, learned nothing. Three hundred
0: Markowski, <laughs> man. If I had Steve on be the same thing. Come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I'm gonna have on people
0: I don't <laughs> Steve's know. like, all right, let me note that down yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> anyway, so hey he all <laughs> <laughs>
2: What?
1: It was a thing for Camp Long Beach. It was a thing.
2: It was a good thing. People really liked it, and I am so pleased. So overall, uh, we want, I wanted to talk for sure about the future WordPress track specifically today, but as an overall for first camp, it was great. And yes, we did get multiple compliments on how lunch was organized. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good camp. It was a really good Just, We really got multiple compliments on the organization, which is actually one of the most my favorite compliments. Like speaker tracks, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, you're like, oh, well organized. And I'm like, hee hee he, hee today. midday. <laughs> uh, so, in case you want to know how to compliment, say that's how you <laughs> did a good job organizing something.
3: It was my first um, local WordCamp that I've attended. Um, and, and first
2: time speaking,
3: uh, local but not local to you. And first time speaking, and at a WordCamp, um, and uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was, I thought it was really well organized. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: um, but uh, the, the, the magic. Uh, what, what was really exciting was how many people stayed. Said they were going to say a bunch of people actually came just for Sunday. Like they didn't actually come on Saturday at all. They only came on Sunday, which is, like, pretty pretty rare in the word camp um, world because most people come on Saturday and then don't attend on Sunday because it's, like, you know, kind of the add-on day or the contributor day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this case, uh, a lot of folks showed up for it, and um, I was really happy about that. It was a lot of... um, you know, mostly professionals that showed up. I think on Sunday, and people who are like in WordPress, in the WordPress community, who are like WordPressers. Um, and I think that the lineup that we had was pretty stellar. You know, if I don't say so myself, and uh, you three were really a huge part of that.
1: <clears throat> well, two of us, two of us, and me, and then me. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: You were definitely bait and then like, it was more like a (laughs) split kind of deal. Um, Jonathan opened talking about, actually, I really think it's interesting because Jonathan's talk and Steve's talk kind of like took a really different view of WordPress as a concept. Mm. Uh, Jonathan, you were talking about WordPress as an operating system. And then Steve, you were really specifically talking about WordPress as a tool, which you know, accurate for you. Um, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you. You're welcome. Uh, I kid because I love you. Know this, obviously, after 340 episodes. Uh, anyway, so I just I wanted to talk about that a little bit before we hop into Natalie's talk, which I could talk about for like five years. Um, so I wanted to make sure we Jonathan and Steve first. <laughs> <laughs>
3: One of the things that I I think I really enjoyed as a speaker was the chance to like I felt that there, like the, having a track on a particular theme and then being able to sit and listen to the other talks I'm like oh wow that there's like seeing the connection points between different talks and and what in any individual emphasized so I think that that's one of the things that I I think I really liked about this idea of a theme in general and I I particularly enjoyed having the chance to sort of set some. Like oh here's some ideas and then Gabe at the end like he also made reference to like that idea of an operating system and and, uh, and not, which wasn't coordinated so it was cool to see yeah
2: but it was well bookended well, bookend and then Steve was literally like right in the middle disputing both of those theories
0: and some I of the questions in the audience were interesting because they kept yeah. talking about as if you were the one that came up with that Jonathan that they're like oh oh he came up with the operating system for the open web and I was like
2: just take it. All right. I
3: I like to think of myself as a more of it. I certainly didn't come up with it, and I also didn't believe it at first.
2: Um, You said that in your talk, for the record. You specified (laughs) that specifically.
3: But I do consider myself an advocate for it. Like I think, I think I'm more intrigued that, that I think there's some really important concepts that can come out of a discussion about WordPress as an operating system, and that's what I'm interested in. Um, more than like the specifics of whether I'm, whether it's the best, like one of the questions that I most appreciated was the gentleman pointing out like, um, does this really like an operating system is this? Like he came from a very technical background. I'm like, I, I agree with you. The whole point of this, and that's sort of the position I initially took was, is this useful as a way of thinking? And does this, <laughs> is this useful as a way for us in WordPress to think? And I think it is. And could this be a useful way for us to explain WordPress to people who are increasingly non-technical as the base of those who use WordPress Expands?
2: I mean, I I think that yes to all those things. But I think one of the most important reasons that this is, or most significant reasons that looking at what it means for WordPress to be an operating system for the open web is specifically because that is one of the stated goal, the very few stated goals that Matt Mullenwig, founder, co-founder of WordPress project and benevolent dictator for life has um, stated as the goals. Like that's one of the stated goals and that's how he, one of the way, lenses through which he views it, right? And so if we don't all have an understanding of what that means or if that's just language that we just kind of toss out there some tagline but no one actually understands what we're talking about or is on the same page about what that means then basically we're all just you know we're not we're not paying attention to one of these few stated kind of visions and so i think it behooves all of us to really look at what that means and come to some sort of consensus At least in the community, because we need to understand where it is we're being led. What does that mean, and are we good with that, and how does that impact us as people who work with WordPress and in WordPress? I,
3: I, uh, oh, ahead.
1: I just want to mirror something that Jonathan said. Is is I sat and watched all the speakers for the entire day as well, and I was a little nervous because, by
2: the way, (laughs) the,
1: the fact that I stayed.
2: The fact that you, say, the fact that you
1: yeah. listened all of these but- uh, yeah no, thank you um and so um you know I was a little nervous because I was you know I was talking about WordPress as just another tool in your toolbox and all oh, and doing the right, using it for the right purpose, right, and other tools that might be better suited for different things, right? I was a little nervous giving that talk because this is a WordCamp, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see that I wasn't the only one with that opinion, right? I I wasn't the only one who said that during my talk. Some other people talked about how to use the right tool for the job, so that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, although I really, I, although you were plenty controversial, which, you know, I always appreciate. I uh, I do wish that you had talked a little bit more about WordPress, the future of WordPress in that the, the, the future of the tool of WordPress itself, right? Because it was very, it was very, your talk was very now oriented and business oriented, as you are wont to do. Uh, but I think that how that tool is and is going to evolve. Like what technologies are it? Whoa, what is happening?
0: Say always (laughs) freaks out whenever I do anything on the, (laughs) on the screen.
2: (laughs) Suddenly stuff's moving. Um, No, but so uh, I I think that, you know, okay. Whether it's an operating system or it's a tool, what, where is that going? Because right now we're really talking about a lot of changing technologies for that tool. And so the tools and technologies that you talked about are being either integrated or discussed as being integrated into the tool. And so, what does that mean? Like, is that better? Does it make it like a bat belt, like Batman's belt? Instead, oh, yeah.
1: I, I understood. Yeah, is it
2: yeah. is it
1: called the bat belt? I don't, I don't, know.
2: <laughs> I don't think. I don't think they
1: call it the bat belt, but we'll go. With I understood the reference. What just, what it? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Every, everything don't... in Batman had a name on it and it was yeah, always the something. So it had to be the Bat Belt. I've just
1: never heard of it referred to as the Bat Belt. So
0: but yeah, we'll go with
1: that. <laughs> I <laughs> digress.
3: So it's been announced today that I'll be giving a similar talk at WordCamp US. <laughs> and the thing that um so I've been thinking so this being the first, and um, I've been thinking, okay, where can I and some of the feedback that I've already received. Um, I, I, so one, just in general, I want to try and go deeper in some of these topics, but really through the lens of why it matters. I feel like that's the thing. And some of the feedback I received, a lot of positive at this. like, OK. All right. So if, so what? Like if this is true, what what does this concept actually matter? So I'm excited about digging into that further. And
2: um, do you have longer for your talk or is your talk at WordCamp? US 45 minutes slot I
3: think It's also a 45 minutes slot. Uh, but well, you
2: only had a 40 minute slot at on Sunday. We wow. tried to cram everybody into, we had six speakers in a well, month. Of time. In
3: my case, I think I took about 17 minutes for the talk yeah. then the rest of it was Q&A. So um, I'm going to, yeah, anyway, I'm but I, I'm excited to have the chance to sort of dig into it further and sort of take the feedback I've received and and um, give it another shot. So we'll see how that goes. I liked Andrea Middleton's talk. Great talk. I was
2: so happy to have her there speaking about the community, um, it really, it really, I think, was significant to have her um, presence there uh, and to talk about this. And you know what's really interesting um, is that Sorry. she, I'll tell you, in case you <laughs> can't. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that you can actually see it on the screen now, she talked about uh, Word, uh, WordPress's kind of values as a community, things like that, and some of these sort of um, s- sort of statements that are like guiding lights for the community. And I asked her afterwards, and I was like, "So, where is that stuff? Like, where is it, where are we taking that from?" And she goes, "Oh, I, this is it. Like, I wrote this stuff down for this." Topic. <laughs> that to me was like really telling because I feel like we're we've been driving this WordPress train without a map for a while, and it's maybe uh, a hype. We, we have like a, a a philosophical map, maybe, or like a guiding star somewhere. But in terms of like how we're getting there. And what it means to people, like I think this is part of what people have been frustrated with—that it isn't more specific about what it is. Why? What are? What is guiding our decisions within the community? What are the values that are guiding the decisions of the the people who are the core organizers or the core volunteers? And. Um, I was I was both shocked and super excited about the fact that she had written them down specifically for this. Shocked that it hadn't happened before because you know she's been working there since 2011 and it that's 8 years later and uh, the community's been around a while. And also pleasantly happy because that was exactly what I wanted to happen for this was to get some of these ideas in a more solid form so that we have something to discuss from a concrete point, which is kind of what, you know, talking about WordPress as an operating system is also about, you know, we have this vague concept of what this is and let's get some real solid concepts down here so that we can actually start talking about something real instead of just talking up here in hypothetical a lot, which is what I feel that we do. We just- you know, This, just this is, nice. is
1: actually, this is really where we live on the water coolers, right? In, in this space.
4: <laughs> we kind of live
1: on the side.
2: But the, oh, yeah. the community as a whole really lives up here. There's like the core, which is just <laughs> strict technical land, right? They make technical decisions. They make specific concrete code-based decisions. And then there's the community that I feel makes a lot of, has a lot of discussion up here, which is all hypothetical. <laughs> right,
0: right around <laughs> in here. <laughs> <laughs> for you audio, fo- for you audio folks, stays pointing at the screen as if there was the thing there, and it's not there. And, and I <laughs> want to make sure that this hey, that this podcast this, is accessible. Yeah, I was just and, gonna say that. And going into accessibility, <laughs> good point. You know, um, you know good point. Nath- Natalie did okay. a great job. Natalie, I really loved your talk. Jay, a lot. Moving on. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> good segue. Good, segue. good segue. I really, I really loved your talk a lot, and um, was uh, super
4: amazing. And like, I learned,
0: I I learned a ton actually.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty amazing, actually.
2: (laughs) I think you made some incredible points of, of the slides that you can see here, permanent, temporary and situational disabilities. I think that you brought home a point that so many people in the tech community in general, in the general populace, specifically also in the WordPress community do not recognize, which is that, you know, if you wear glasses, you have a, you know, a sort of, well, you have a disability, you know, or vision impairment. Yeah. And these concepts of like, oh, I'm not disabled. You know, you even demonstrated it. You're like, look, I can walk across the room, but I'm not the same as an elite athlete who has all these, you know, crazy technical abilities physically, you know, like, so just, just really bringing that point home that we all have this really, I think diswi- di- like dissipated the concept of the them versus us or the doing accessibility for other people, as opposed to that this is something that impacts everybody. And I think that was one of the most important things that I've heard said at a word camp because of its impact. I, I could like hear people being like,
4: Oh right.
3: So <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Connecting one of the things that struck me after Natalie's talk was connecting back to Andrea's sort of explanation of or highlighting of the values. And I think I'm still thinking through this, but I think there's a tension between this value of the many over the few and like the concept of accessibility. Like there's a there's a tension there. Like how do you do because I, I like there is that value in general in WordPress that's fairly consistently demonstrated that we make decisions for that benefit of the many versus the few. I
2: and would I would say that there's a lot of lip service paid to that versus actual stuff, but
3: okay. Agreed. Well <laughs> But, but like just in general, like the things that go into core are the things that will benefit the many versus like and, and, and that's typically from the positive perspective, we're not going to do things that only benefit a few particular organizations, et cetera. So it's typically touted as a positive. Mm-hmm. and but then,
2: yeah, go ahead
3: <laughs> but then there's a tension there where it's like that's one of the, like the dangers of unchecked democracy is the um, the threat to the minorities, right? and the protection of their rights. And it's interesting, like there's a tension there when it comes to things like accessibility, because you can argue if you hold this, like the many versus the few of like, oh, well, most people aren't affected by this, but then who defends the rights and fights for the rights of those few.
2: But see, that's the point that Natalie was making specifically, I'm speaking for you, obviously, Natalie here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But like, basically that we are all, it isn't, about the few in this case, yeah.
3: in- well, but but yet, it, it, but accessibility. I mean, so you make the point that it applies to all, yes. But then there's still the very specific applications of how you like. Okay, what do you do to make things? I, I think I think I see your point. Like there are principles of accessibility that broadly apply to the many, but for me, it's it brought up that point in general of how do we relate to, um, like, is what got us here going to keep us going when like at first it was do what's best for the many and as wordpress grows and grows there'll be larger populaces of the few that have unique needs whether it's language like if wordpress isn't available to them in their language and do we care about that or or specific accessibility subclasses where they have very specific needs and do we wow. do we care like how do we handle that
1: and and the other thing that I took, took from Natalie's talk, and I'll let Natalie. I think Natalie wants to jump in here because we're all talking about her talk, right? <laughs> but but the, the whole point about Gutenberg, right, and just just getting this feature out and and forgetting about accessibility, right, um, was I think it, it was it was an important take, um, right? So it, it was sort of the the whole Gutenberg thing was sort of favoring a, a deadline rather than making it there, rather than doing the right thing.
4: Yeah, that was definitely really frustrating to me and I know to other people on the accessibility team at the time. Um, And then one thing that Andrea brought up in her talk that I thought was really interesting is that it's really easy to get frustrated that there's constantly conflict and disagreement and skepticism among all the people on the team. But I think that rather than trying to be focused on how can we resolve that and all work together, mm-hmm. but to think about how we can handle that in a healthy way because it's never gonna go away yeah. to accept that as a part of the community and then to figure out how we can actually use that to our benefit instead of resisting it and fighting against it and making sure that um, that we don't just dismiss people as trying to cause drama or start a fight because Nobody's here to do that, right? I'm not not here because I wanna fight with people. I'm here because I care and I wanna make a WordPress a better product and I actively do not want to fight with anyone (laughs) ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think if we could be more more focused sometimes, I think on the motivations behind people's actions, um, I think it would help us get along better as a Mm -hmm. community and help more voices be heard and help us to uh, support more people who are using WordPress in all kinds of different ways.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I I really liked the
2: tie-in that you made also, Natalie, between the, you know, there's kind of those two taglines. Obviously the operating system for an open web is kind of a newer concept for WordPress, but the the enduring one is democratized publishing, right? That's kind of the enduring <clears throat> ethos or tagline or whatever for WordPress and the WordPress project. Yeah. and in in linking that, democratizing publishing to making it accessible, that to me was just like, uh, we're violating our own single ethos <laughs> that we have here, people, like, what, what are we doing? And um, so it, it's not even the responsibility to these external guidelines or whatever, it's literally to our own ethos that we have, or Matt has, or that we've all signed on for, or that we all ostensibly support right? Because that's a lot of what draws people to WordPress is that it's not just a tool, that it has an ethos. It has this community behind it. And, you know, I think, you know, open source, that concept that it is open source or that it is about democratizing publishing and can reach these people and can be used. That's a big part of it. And in, in ignoring things like accessibility, we are literally ignoring that. And I think, just kind of like making that connection that, oh yes, we all have these disabilities, whether whatever variation they are in, um, whether it's, you know, you have a headache one day and you can't look at your screen, you know? Um, But that we are also, by ignoring that, we are ignoring our own ethos. And if we do that, then what, what foundation are we working on? Like, what is, like, if we can't even, with this broad, vague concept of democratizing publishing, If we're violating that with our own updates for a deadline or for something that is also not stated clearly, then what are we, where's the thing that we can all get behind? Where's the common ground that we can all even start from?
3: When I think about, so I'm like, okay, well, what do we do with all these things, right? Because there's always something to point to. For me personally, the way that I wrestle with it or sort of comes to terms with it is, is asking, are, are we, what direction are we making, what direction are we building momentum in, right? Because the, one of the points that I made about the open web is the best way that I've sort of come to grasp, to re- grasp it is- Grip? As, as, a, as an ideal state, not a thing that we can even achieve in, in, perf- in perfectness, if you will. So I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that applies to accessibility but that the way, one of the things we look at is, are we making momentum in the right direction?
4: Uh, you know,
2: if, if accessibility and the open web and technology is ever evolving, then I would actually agree that we can never achieve a perfect state of being totally accessible and whatnot because we're constantly discovering new ways to be more accessible. I but feel if we
3: that value it, then we're then our actions should be we should see consistent momentum we should even be
2: going if, in that direction.
3: Yes, and if, uh, I
0: think we can, I think we could start with it by this slide right here is probably the one that hit me the hardest. Yeah, yeah
2: like, like what? Oh, what a concept. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I mean, this was like Natalie's, like, you know, this was her zinger at the very end of it was just like. You know, just drive this home. Oh, you
2: guys- by the way, this isn't a requirement. And oh, by the way, what was the percentage point you
4: said? It's like 1% or something ridiculous? Yeah, 1% of folks oh. in the repo currently have the accessibility ready tag, and there's no equivalent tag for so, plugins. I just,
3: I'll just throw something out here. Practice. So painful. I've been thinking about an opportunity for hosts here. One of the things that I'd like to see happening, and there's pieces in place with projects like Tide, is to see hosts start offering opinions to their customers, like being able to say, hey, we're, we're going, we're going to offer we're going to start recommending plugins and themes to you.
2: I mean that, GoDaddy does that.
3: Yeah, Go to- well, there's already some clear signs. But for instance, okay. a host yeah. is in a great position to say, we value accessibility. We're going to highlight uh, plugins and themes that fav- that uh, are, are meeting these standards, whether or not they're like, enforced yet. I think there's a lot of opportunity.
2: So if we're talking about the WordPress project as a whole. Hosts, whatever, we should be doing that in the repo. Like, yeah, that but,
3: practically, like practically speaking, hosts have the opportunity to move f- faster than the project. And and in my experience working with them, I'm just just calling out that out, calling that out consciously. If you value things like this, you don't need to wait. You can say, hey, we're going to serve our customers better. And then there's, and then others see it and like, oh, we should be doing that too. Do you really want to be known as the least accessible host? Um,
2: The thing is, is that this week, was it this week? I think it was this week. My weeks are a little. Fuzzy. The dominoes, uh, um, that was this week, right? Okay. Yeah, that was this week. uh, Or the Supreme court rejected here the dominoes ruling, which means that the ruling stands from the federal court that, uh, they can sue for the violation of accessibility standards, which means that businesses, which is a huge, huge chunk of WordPress in general is, uh, websites in general, business websites in general can be sued or, have issues with, um, or basically sued, for yeah. accessibility violations.
4: That websites count as places of public accommodation under the ADA. That yeah. what you said. <laughs> this is why we have Natalie on. Today. <laughs> uh,
2: but that 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 fact right there. So it is really important for hosts to provide that, or for for agencies to provide that, because if we do not provide that counseling and that information to our clients we are literally, um, you know, it'd be the same as if you're like, yeah, you can put on a bunch of mail list things and not even talk about the GDPR GDPR, or the um, California Consumer Privacy Act that's going to take effect in, you know, January 1st. Like, at what point are we not doing our due diligence either to support our clients in that? Like, this is is a new frontier of, like, we have that obligation. I think hosts... I think they should do that, but I think you know the developers have an obligation as the people with that information to pass that along to their customers, and that that has to happen. Like literally now,
4: especially mm-hmm. in California. Yeah, for sure. You know, you don't want to be the developer who has a client call you up and say, "Hey, you know this website you built for us? We're getting sued." <laughs> well, I mean, that already happens with images, right? Like developers, yeah. if they, developers put up
2: images. I have a client who, someone, I know someone who's, uh, who was sued, not my client, who was sued for having an image on their site, who was a copyrighted image that they didn't even put up, didn't even have anything to do with them. The developer put it up, and then they got sued for copyright infringement, and, you know, where's, where's that buck stopping, or where, who's actually for that you
0: know look at the time oh my <laughs> gosh you know at the very end of every episode we always find what the next episode is going to be about and natalie if you want to come back next week and we can discuss this further i think that'd be a great idea and if you can't make it that's fine we'll come again we'll see, though. We'll see what we can do by ourselves
2: no but so, uh, come again another time because your your input is so valuable, and you're
4: certified, right? IPCQ. Yeah, I-A-P, Yeah. And
1: and we love Natalie. We do love Natalie. We love Natalie. I
4: love you guys too. <laughs> she's also
2: like she's got the she's got the paper. So like totally. You know, He's like got the
4: the. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's she's in the over there. it's, yeah, it's she, over there. Can you see it? Legit, like, <laughs> like maybe so that's it. also <laughs> legit jason's right, trying
0: legit. to end this thing <laughs> yep i'm trying to end this thing so thank you very much for hanging out with us we really appreciate it go over to our website over at com slash subscribe and you can subscribe to this content and all the other content that we do over on the network over there so thank you very much you guys have a good one talk to y'all later bye-bye bye,
4: bye. bye.
0: bye.